Welcome to Retirement Straight Talk with Paul and William, featuring award-winning financial advisor and former host of the Sunday Money Show, News Talk 1010, Paul Baraka and his associate advisor, William Baraka. Creating and keeping wealth does not need to be complicated. Paul and William will cut through confusing and contradictory financial advice to give you the real facts to help you invest better and enjoy a worry-free retirement. The views and opinions expressed in this video may not necessarily reflect those of IPC Securities Corporation. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon as a basis for investment decisions. Hello, everyone watching us on YouTube or listening on one of the various streaming services. I bet most of you remember a time when you were in school where there's a topic brought up in class that you really weren't that clear on, but you didn't want to ask a question because you you didn't want to seem stupid. Same thing happens during business meetings or with friends, even your spouse, where a topic's going on and you're a little unclear, but you don't want to talk about it. You don't want to seem like you're, you're not in, you, that you don't know about what's going on. That happens a lot in our business, the wealth planning practice, the wealth planning business. We see it all the time where people come into our office and they're interested to do work with us, but they're not sure what questions to ask. Quite honestly, well, why should they? I mean, every the people who come in to see us are generally smart, intelligent people. They do well, but they're not dealing with financial issues all the time. How are they going to know what questions to ask? Same thing like if you wanted to see a doctor or a lawyer for the first time, you may have some rough ideas what to ask, but not totally. So on today's Retirement Straight Talk with Paul and William, we're going to talk about the 10 most important questions that need to be discussed with any prospective client. So if you are looking for a new advisor, these are the 10 questions that you really should know about. My name is Paul, and I'm here with my associate and certified financial planner, William Barreca. And hey, William. How many times have we sat across from people who are interested in getting help from us and we can look in their eyes and see they're really unsure how to proceed. They're really unsure what to ask. Yeah, it happens all the time. Um, But like you kind of referenced there, it happens to me too in other areas of my life. Uh, You're not sure what to ask. You don't want to feel like you don't know what's going on. So it happens all the time. Um, So that's a big part of our job, trying to uh, draw that out and have a good ongoing conversation, help clear up anything they want to know. Okay. So, you know, the first question a lot of people ask us is, well, what can you do for us? And, well, could you imagine going and expecting an answer? But we have no idea what we can do for them at that point because we know nothing about them. It's like going to a, a new doctor's office or a lawyer's office and asking them what they what you can do for us, they're going to say, well, I don't know. I have to ask a lot of questions. The doctor will say, we have to send you for a lot of tests and see if there's something we should be dealing with. And really, like our job is to look at a client's big picture. And and we say we like to act as their financial steward. Yeah, the the role of a planner, we've gone over this before, Paul, it's very uh, misunderstood. Uh, A lot of people just come to us and say, what, what stocks are you going to buy for me? How, yes, what's yes. the, how much can you earn on my money? And I think like you're going to go on 
Um, that's not really what we do. We definitely manage money. We manage your investments. Um, but our value isn't in trying to get you 30% a year or whatever the number is, some crazy number with no risk. It's about full service financial planning, acting as your coach, acting as your financial steward, clarifying goals with you, and then developing a plan to help you reach those goals. Yeah. Too much focus on the investments means you lose perspective on other areas, your estate planning, your tax planning, your retirement planning, that could cost you way more money than earning an extra quarter percent a year on your money. And it's like you mentioned, using a coach, I mean, the best athletes have coaches. The most successful business people have coaches because the coaches see things that the individual can't. And it's the same in our business. We see things that our clients can't see. So really, that's the most, the first question that people ask, what you can do for us. And the answer is, we're not sure right now. Let's talk some more and then we'll find out. That's the first question. The second one, Paul, is what what's the process of becoming a new client? People yes. ask, how, if I want to start working with you, how, how does that work exactly? Yeah. So the first thing we would normally do is just have a short phone call with someone who's interested in working with us, just to see if there's any basis for us to consider working together. You know, is there a problem? Can we help you? Are we a good fit? 15 minute phone call. And if that, if it makes sense to move forward, then we go to a second meeting that we call a fit meeting. Now, why do we call it a fit meeting? You want to make sure as a prospective client that you are, feel comfortable with us as a good fit. And we want to make sure you're a good fit for our practice. It only works well if it's, if it, if it works both ways. So during that fit meeting, we go over, we spend a lot of time talking about you, the prospective client. We go yeah. over your your goals and values because ultimately financial planning, it's about trying to use your resources to build the life you want. So we need to learn more about you to help find out what is that life you want? What do you have now? And how can we help you reach those goals that you've set for yourself and help you clarify those goals as well? Because a lot of people don't know um, what they're finding exactly. tools for at all. And those, there's no investment recommendations during that meeting. Cause like you said before, Paul, we're still learning about them. It's like you use yes. the analogy all the time of going to a doctor and before they've asked you any questions, just here's the prescription. What they do is what a doctor does is they, they do a lot of tests. They talk to you, yep. find out what's been going on before. What are you doing now? And then only after that do they provide the prescription after after they find out what's wrong and what you want to do. So we, we work largely the, the same way. Yeah, that's the only proper way to deal with things. Otherwise, you're pulling the cart before the horse. And, yeah. and part of that discussion is what's your attitude towards money? People have very different attitudes depending on their background, their education, what they've experienced and so forth. So we need to understand your thoughts on money. Very important for yeah. us. And of course, we also, we spend a lot of time on you, but we also tell you about us, our practice, how we work, answer any questions you might have. Um, and then usually about 48 hours or so after that, uh, after the FIT meeting, uh, we allow you to you, you to go back and think about what happened in that meeting. Think about if you think we're the right fit, if you're comfortable working with us. And and we do the same thing because we we only work with people who we feel we can add value with and have a constructive work yeah. relationship with. So we as, we also go back and say, are are we a good fit to work with you? And then we have another short phone call just to say, you know, are we comfortable with each other? Do we want to proceed to the next step? Yeah. And assuming we want to proceed to the next step, 
another meeting where we get a lot of information about you, all your, your tax and assets and liabilities. We talk in depth about what goals you may have, retirement goals, giving money to kids, vacation home, whatever it is. Yeah. And again, we spend more time on your attitudes towards money. Uh, if you're a business owner, there's a, a whole host of other bits of information that we're going to require. And, yeah. and that's what we kind of usually get going. We, we all agree that we should work together, that we can add value. We get to, uh, that's where you get to the paperwork. Yeah, it's a bit there. It's a bit of a process. It's a couple months long process. Usually we have to develop yes. a retirement plan, an investment plan, potentially a risk management strategy if, if applicable, tax planning strategies, estate planning. So there's a lot that goes into it, but uh, it's important to get all that done. So we do the proper job for you. Yeah, exactly. And of course, different people require different steps. There's different things involved. So that's step number two is uh, kind of uh, the process. Number three, that all the question is, well, how do you manage money? That's the big one. How do you manage money? Uh, what, what will you invest my money in? And we've developed quite a, a simple focus lately that has been proven all around the world over long time periods to provide better returns, lower costs, and that's just simple using indexes. And right away, we've, we've done the research. And yeah, the research is over, overwhelmingly in favor yes. of, of this. So we, we just follow the evidence. The evidence says this is overwhelmingly what works. So we, we're just following the evidence on what works. Yeah. And that keeps the cost for the client down. It's simple. It's easy to understand. And, but, but when you get into how we manage money, you got to talk about risk. And that's where we want to spend a lot of time because risk means 10 different things to 10 different people. So we got to spend time there and the client has to be realistic. How many times have we heard this way? Someone will say to us, well, I want to earn a good, good return, but I don't want, I don't want risk. I don't want my money to drop. Well, you got to be realistic because when you invest, the price to pay for getting a better return is your money is going to fluctuate. Right. Now, well, again, I, that goes into as well what you're getting at the discussion about what risk means to you, because to, to some people, risk is permanent loss of capital. And to other people, risk is your portfolio dropping last month or, or whatever it is. So that's where we, yeah. we again, we have deep conversations, really drill down to what that means to you. Yeah. People have to understand volatility is normal. If you don't have volatility, you're not going to be investing. Right. So let's move on. Number four of the 10 most important questions uh, that we have with people who are interested in doing business with us. And, and people ask, what, you know, what services, what, what exactly do you do? What services do you provide? And I think we want to start there, something that's very critical. And that is our practice. We have about 80 families that we handle. We have two financial planners certified, you and me. And it's not uncommon for advisors to have several hundred. I've heard of advisors taking care of up to eight, nine hundred different families. Well, you know what's going to happen if you have nine hundred families. Eight hundred of them are never going to hear from you, and that's not a good way to run a practice, as far as we can. So we keep our client base small, so we actually have the time to deal with these things, the services properly. And again, I would add that uh, you know we have two certified financial planners, you and me. We're at all the meetings pretty well. We have two meetings a year, generally review meetings. I make calls generally in addition to that at least twice a year to update clients, see what's going on, anything has changed. We have all sorts of other uh, electronic communication, don't we, Will? 
We have, uh, you know, emails, multiple uh, podcasts like this, blogs, newsletters, and so forth. And anything that comes up in or anything that happens in your life, whether it's a critical financial event in your life, you know, people get divorced, people get sick, people get new jobs. Well, that generally requires a conversation. So that's basically the services we provide. Anything you want to add to that, Will? No, I think you you covered it well, Paul. The next question we get a lot is who is who is IPC, IPC Securities Corporation? What what's their what's your relationship with them? And that's a question we get a lot. And so people who don't know IPC was is owned by Canada Life now, which is owned by Power Corporation. Yes. And it's a huge company that a lot of people haven't heard of, but they're massive. They have a $23 billion market capitalization right now. So a huge business. They own other companies like Great West Life, McKenzie Investments. But we we don't work for IPC, Paul. We have what, no. what can be termed as an agency relationship with them. So you own this business. Um, it's yours. You pay all the bills and everything. Um, IPC acts as somewhat like our, our back office, our compliance team. Um, we have a great relationship with them. They do a lot of work uh, for us, but this is ultimately your business. Yeah. Every securities advisor has to have a dealer. They're our dealer. And they provide us also with a lot of practice management and things like, here's a better way to help your clients. Here's a better process. And that allows us to do a better job for our clients. But the practice is, is, is ours, independent. And that's, we feel a very important thing. It gives, we feel clients the best of both worlds. In other words, we're completely independent. Unlike if you deal with a big financial institution, you probably don't know, but the advisor is going to have all sorts of sales targets. They got to bring in new sales all the time. Otherwise, they're out the door. None of that exists uh, in our practice. We're there to help our clients. And that's it. And, you know, I've been 32 years in the business. I come from a family of business owners, a history of education. Geez, we, uh, I think more than 20 years, we did uh, call-in shows on, on the radio, the most recent one, recently being at CFRB. So again, we're bringing in the benefits of a big, strong dealer at IPC, well-capitalized, yet we're at the same time independent. And we, that allows us to be very, very objective moving forward with clients. Okay, so next, Paul, is who do you work with? Question number six that we're going to talk about now. And the answer is, we'll consider any situation, both where we can add value and where we feel like we can build a mutually enjoyable relationship. We have to enjoy working with you. Same, Same for you. You have to enjoy talking to us. So we work with many Gen Xers, and uh, and because of that, we have a unique understanding of the financial challenges Gen Xers face. I've often found, Paul, Gen Xers, they're kind of the, the skipped over generation. Um, there's a lot of focus on the baby boomers, and it seems like Gen Xers got skipped over and, and yeah. right to a focus on the millennial generation. And yeah, now, By the way, Gen Xers, we should let people know, people born from around the mid sixties to the early eighties. And, and that's the time where people are at their, generally their peak earning years, they have peak responsibility. And they're raising you know, kids, they have aging parents, they're de- dealing with the rising cost of living, they're hitting leadership roles in yep. their companies, getting inheritance perhaps from parents that they don't know what to do with. 
Um, a lot of them still have a mortgage, so they're dealing with rising mortgage rates and how to deal with the cash flow strains that come from that. So Gen Xers, they've got a lot of unique needs. And again, we think we do a lot of work with them already. We're pretty uniquely positioned to provide value because we know we know a lot of the challenges they face through the work we do. So, so we're able to provide value that way. Yeah, and of course, that's when the time of life when you have the least time to deal with these super important issues, the financial issues. And boy, if you make a mistake when you're a Gen Xer, you're getting close to that retirement age. You know, it's going to have a big nasty impact if the wrong decisions are made the next question is are we going anywhere i mean we hear this question again a lot from prospective yeah. clients because maybe they, they were at a bank before and it's not uncommon for bank advisors to leave whether they get a promotion or they go to a different company whatever the situation is um, again, we hear it a lot. Someone says, I was working with this person at the bank and my, I liked them, but then they were gone and I got this new person that I'm, maybe I don't like yeah. as much. And that happens at brokerages also. Again, as we mentioned before, because they have all these requirements, uh, they can be out the door. Uh, they can get fired. Um, I can't get fired. I'd have to fire myself. That's not going to happen. So you're absolutely uh, right. You get a lot of consistency working at West End Wealth Planning. You're not going to have a new advisor every year or two. It's not going to happen. Well, you've been here 30 years now, Paul? 32 years, my gosh. 32 years. That's some longevity. That's longevity. All right. Next, uh, number eight is, again, a fairly common one we get pretty much all the time, understandably, which is how much do you cost? Hey, hey how much? So, and really, just quickly, there are five different ways that you can be charged. One, there's the old way transactional where you get charged per trade. That's kind of being phased out. That doesn't work for certainly the client. You can have embedded fees. If you, if you buy mutual funds, there's fee, a fee built in for the advisor that you don't see and you don't, you don't know about. The next one, the third one is hourly. You can be charged an hourly rate. You do like an accountant or a lawyer. Okay, you're, you spoke to me two hours. You're getting charged X dollars per hour or flat rate. This is some advisors will say, okay, I'm going to charge you uh, five or $10,000 a year. And that includes everything. The last way which we deal with, and we feel it's the best one, is transparent fees that are based on a percentage of assets. Why do, why do I think that's the best way? Because we're in bed with you. If you do well, we do better. Because we charge a percentage, if your accounts do well, hey, we get a little bit more of that. If they go down, we get a little bit less. Guess which way we want your account to go. It's not that hard to figure out. The bigger the account size, the smaller the percentage gets. Makes sense if you buy a can of tuna, it's more expensive than buying a crate of it. So, Willie, do you want to just go through our, our fee structure? Yeah, so for the first $500,000, we charge 1.35%. For the next $500,000, drops down to 1%. From 1 million to 3 million, it goes down to 0.85%. And then it gets progressively lower from there. Yeah, uh, after that, it's let's talk about it. Uh, another thing I want to add too is that we have a program called 25 Under 25. Oh, so yeah. For any adult children who have less than, who are 25 uh, years or younger and have uh, accounts of $25,000 or less. Uh, we'll manage it for free, so we won't charge any advisory fee. There'll be the standard 
management costs for whatever investment product we use, but we don't get any of that. So that goes all to the investment manager. So we we won't take any fee on it. That's just a, a service we'd like to provide to, to our clients. Hey, that's a great point, William. And I think that puts a focus on uh, a lot of the values we have in our practice. And the value is we're there to help the family, not just you, your kids, your adult children. They got a small account. If they went to the bank, they're going to take the money and they'll never hear from them. And that's not the bank's fault. It's just too small of an account. They can't afford to. But we're there to say, look, we want to help your whole family. We'll spend time with the kids, get them started on the right track. By the way, for family members, we generally offer a discount. You know, if you bring your brother in or uh, Uncle Jed, whoever, uh, we'll give the family discount. So that's kind of important to talk about the values we have as a business. All right. So number nine is what happens if things don't work out between us? Hey, things don't work out. Sometimes it happens. You know, we get together for a year or two and go, ah, not the best relationship. Well, the good news is it's real easy and virtually cost free to move. You say, hey, Paul, William, not crazy about you guys. Didn't work. Uh, We want to move over here. That's fine. You take your account, you move. Now, our trustee may charge a small transfer out fee. We don't get any of it, but it's it's small money. It doesn't make any difference. There's no back-end charges. There's no back-end fees. None of this stuff. It's very easy to move. So that's important. Number 10 of the 10 most important questions a person who's looking to do business with us should ask is, are you a fiduciary? Now, that's a term that many listeners might have heard of, but they're thinking, what does that mean, actually? And Really, a fiduciary way, isn't it just where we are required under our under our licensing and under our designation as certified financial planners, we are required to hold the client's interests first. That's the most important thing that we are required to do under our designation as certified financial planners. And yeah, so the that's, answer that's kind of important. Yeah, the answer is so obviously, like you said, yes, we are fiduciaries. That's not standard across the industry, by the way, Paul. Um, not all advisors are fiduciaries. Um, if you're not a CFP, a certified financial planner, you're not necessarily held to that standard. Um, mm. So just a good thing to, to ask. I'm also held to fiduciary standard through, uh, I'm a member of the Financial Planning Association of Canada. So they, they, they have a fiduciary standard uh, for all their members. And that organization, it just Quickly, their their mission is to evolve the financial planning uh, industry into a profession of qualified practitioner practitioners with the highest ethical and fiduciary standards. So, all their advisors are held to the same standard. Well, that's great, William. So we've just gone through the ten most important questions that uh, someone might talk to us during a meeting uh, with a prospective client. And let's just do a quick review. First question is, hey, what can you do for us? And the answer is, well, we don't know yet until we get to know you a lot better. The second question is, what is your process to become a client? The third question is, how do we manage money? Always a big question. The fourth question is, what ongoing services do we provide? Fifth question, who's your firm? Who's IPC Securities Corporation and who is West End Wealth Planning? Number six. Who do you work with? Who are the people that you tend to work best with, the people that you can add most value with? Uh, number seven, are we going anywhere? Are we, are you going, if you come to work with us, are you going to be getting a new advisor every year or two? Number eight is the fees. Hey, 
Everyone wants to know how much they're being charged and you want to make sure it's reasonable. Number nine of the nine of the 10 questions that you should be asking a potential advisor is, hey, if things don't work out, how easy, how easy is it to get out of here? And number 10, the last one, are you a fiduciary? So that's it for this week. So it's probably a good time to end things up. Our next podcast is going to be, we're going to be getting into November when we broadcast. We're going to talk about year-end tax planning, and we're going to be bringing uh, an accountant on to talk about that. We're going to be talking about items for the individual and for business owners. So make sure you stay tuned for that. All right, Paul. Um, and thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening. Please like, share, and subscribe uh, to our show. Uh, you can follow all of our, and please follow all of our socials and blogs for great new insights. You can find links to all of those in the in the show notes. Show notes. So check them out, and uh, and we'll see you all next time. Thank you. Take care. Have a good one, guys. This podcast was brought to you by West End Wealth Planning, an award-winning wealth planning practice catering to small and medium-sized business owners and to those looking to create a worry-free retirement for themselves and their families. To learn more, go to westendwealth.com. Don't forget to rate this podcast and subscribe to Retirement Straight Talk with Paul and William by going to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts.